Bakers. It's your girl Amina. Oh, is that what we are now? Okay, I'm Angela Yee. <laughs> <laughs> is it what? What was your suggestion? Money shakers? Oh yeah, money shakers or money team? Money shmakers? Um, the money team or money makers? Oh, that's good. Any okay. type of combination? <laughs> you know, whatever we are, we're blessed. <laughs> um, welcome back to another episode of Colorful Lives, brought to you by our friends at State Farm. Yes, our very good friends. <laughs> um, on this episode, we're talking about getting fit. That's physical, mental, emotional, and financially fit. Right. And all those things are so tied in together because, you know, I know when I'm stressed out about money, mentally, I'm not all there and I don't feel like doing anything. So it's really important to have all of those things kind of coexist. You know, obviously, like I make better decisions when I feel like emotionally and mentally I'm there. And that means better decisions when it comes to money and when it comes to my body. We're going to talk about budgeting and diet. Um, Forget about shedding pounds. We're going to go over some strategy to shed debt. Later on the show, we'll talk to Amina Daniels, founder of Detroit's Live Cycle Delight. Another Amina I know. Another Amina. Gotta love it. It's a good name. It's name a good your name. child Amina. <laughs> name your child Amina and she'll be a fantastic entrepreneur. <laughs> and uh, Amina Daniels is also the first ever woman of color to win the Hatch Detroit grant. So first, let's do our accountability check-in. All right. Well, we are accountability partners, as you know. So let's talk about our goals and how we're doing on them. The main goal that you challenged me on last time we talked mm-hmm. and the thing that's been forefront of my mind is how, you know, I want to be a talk show host one day. So... I set up some really good meetings that I'm very excited about. And I also got a media trainer and uh, I'll be learning some on-camera skills. So that's the next couple months for me. I am amazed. And you've also been posting on your Instagram too. That's right. To let people see like your skills like that. So let's get adjusted to Amina as a host. You know, uh, I was really intimidated by all of this, but it's really easy when I can talk to you about it. Right. And you're getting more and more comfortable, which is always important. I feel like anything in life you want to do, the more you do it, the more comfortable you get with it. Exactly. Now, for me, you know, I've been doing and handling a lot of my business myself, and I feel like I would be a lot more productive if I had help doing certain things. So I have actually gotten somebody who is going to help me do a lot of different things. And they have a whole team in-house that can help me with production, with video. So my podcast now is going to be televised, you know, and it's so great to have somebody that I can call that has a whole team that kind of handles things. And I got... I got a a couple of new people that I've added on just to kind of release some of the stress of me having to do everything myself. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I have been so much more productive already. So I'm excited about that because you know me. It's hard for me to say no to things. I stretch myself way too thin. I'm trying to handle everything myself. So now I have finally been able to delegate some of that responsibility so I can free up my mental state. I, that makes me really happy to hear because I think two things, you're definitely, you're freeing up your, you know, this is good for your mental health, but also it's going to free you up to be so much more creative because right. somebody else is handling all that stuff. And in turn, you'll be less stressed out. You'll have better output. I could sleep a little more because that's important too. <laughs> I'm really proud of you, Angela. That's cool. Thank you. We popping. We popping. We popping. We accountable. We're out here trying, trying, <laughs> trying. Well, you know, I'm really glad that we're having this conversation about like health as a full thing, mm-hmm. you know, because I think sometimes people are just like, I I just want to work out or some people just have like financial goals and whatever. But when you realize that all of it is part of the same ecosystem right. and that it's really about being the healthiest person that you can be and giving yourself the best opportunities that you can give yourself, right. everything becomes important. And I think about this a lot because I'm self-employed. And so 
uh, if I'm not at the top of my game, there's not really a team to to hold me. Like I do too many things. And you know, also like when you work for yourself, you never stop working, which is, that's <laughs> not good. And right, you said you sleep with your phone in the other room. Yeah, I started doing that. I, 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 my entire life, I've had problems with insomnia, mm-hmm. and actually, getting a good night's sleep is so important for your body. It I just, is. Uh, I just had a really big surgery a couple of weeks ago, and one of the things that the surgeon so much it was that, like sleep heals you. Yes, it heals you. It's like you get so many health problems from not sleeping, and I had terrible sleep hygiene. So now there are no devices in my bedroom. I try to have a nighttime I'm routine. Try that. You should, it's very. I'm not going to lie to you. It's hard. But uh, getting at least seven hours is like it's a must. Yeah, that's hard for me. I wake up at four o'clock every morning. Let me tell you. Huh, I know. But, you know, I would that, have to go to bed at like nine. But here's another reason you should sleep. It's good for you. It's to- good for your working out routine. It's like you're not going to lose weight or like meet any of your health goals if your body is not healing in the time that it needs. So No, trust me, I would love to get sleep. Like it, listen, any chance I get. I would but you know what I really want to do? I want to stop passing out cuz I feel like <laughs> I'm so tired when I have a moment that I literally pass out. Yeah. It's like the other day over the weekend, I came home and I had all plans to do stuff and I literally like on top of my bed just passed out and I woke up like what day is it? Where am I? Who am I? I'm sideways on the bed. And I would love to be able to like have a routine, take a shower. Mm-hmm. I guess some hot tea get a book curl up in the bed go to sleep but it never happens but like you that. know what it's like you make times for the things that are priorities I for pass you out. and <laughs> I think that now that you're conscious of it it's something that you can work on I'm telling you I had like lifetime like not sleeping problems mm-hmm. and it was really hard to ease into so maybe try once a month I'm gonna start texting you at night and be like well my get- phone's gonna be in the other room <laughs> <laughs> then I'm gonna come over are you in your pajamas yet <laughs> do you uh, meditate um, I try to meditate. Meditation has been hard for me. I do it on and off. I've used a couple of apps for it now. Mm-hmm. And I meditation is hard for me because I I think I think too much. That's and I why refuse. you probably need it. I know. That's why I need it. The first time that I tried my meditation app, I think it's like five minutes is what you were supposed that's to do. That's a long time. No. So listen. <laughs> so I closed my eyes and I was like, my God, it's probably 35 minutes by now. And I looked at the app. It's it like had been 45 seconds. seconds. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yes, I need this. So I'm trying to meditate more. Mm-hmm. But the, the thing I, that has worked for me is that when I wake up in the morning now, I try to just set an intentions list for the day. Right. And so like, like that's kind list. of that's kind of my meditation. Yes. It's a to do list for like, here's what I have to do for work, but also just like things that I'm grateful for. And I also just put in like one person that I want to reach out to mm-hmm. that day and just be like, this person is important to me and I want to make sure to connect. And like there's just something about that that's been really soothing that I feel, you know, it's like you make time for things that matter to you. And right. nobody at the end of your life, you're not going to be like, oh, my God, I wish I had worked harder on <laughs> X, Y, Z. You're going to care about the like the connections that you made so um and I find that it's like helped me in my business too like sometimes just to like slow down and be like actually all of business is human connection right so when you stop the hustle and bustle and you can just like think you can look at the humanity of everything and when I see other people on vacation I'm like um I could do vacation too now Earlier in the season, we talked about to-do lists and I told you about my no spreadsheet where I put all the things that I say no to and then I come back and revisit them later. (laughs) So today we're going to talk about 
a not to do list. All right. Now, each week when you sit down to set goals and you write your to do list, try writing out a list of things that you will not do this week. Like, for instance, when you put that no phone in the bedroom mm-hmm. on your list, I can try that. But it wakes me up in the morning, so I don't know how well that's going to work. Uh, you, you know, before we had smartphones, we had these things called alarms. You can get them. Yeah. Some of them are even aesthetically pleasing. I do have one. But my phone hooks up to it. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. How about this one? Don't check your email after a certain time. Um, I that's a my my one that I have to do is I don't check my email first thing in the morning because the minute I get into email, the rest of the day is gone. You know what's crazy? The first thing I do when I wake up is check my email because I also don't know what's going on at work and I get up so early. So when I wake up in the morning, this is my routine. I turn the news on while I'm starting to get ready. And then while I go in the bathroom and while I'm brushing my teeth, I have one hand on my phone, one hand brushing my teeth and I'm like going through and see if anything happened. No, but what if you were like those first 20 minutes, that's just for me. And then in 20 minutes, I'll check the phone. That's the that's the that's really the brilliance about not having the phone the the phone in the room. But you know what? Sometimes it'll be like, oh, we have an interview today, like last minute. I just feel like I kind of have to because I don't know what's going to happen during. And because I go to bed, like if I'm at home and I don't have anything to do, I'll go to bed at like 10 o'clock. So much happens between 10 o'clock and 4 o'clock that the first thing I have to do is make sure and plan my day. Because once I leave the house, sometimes I don't get back home until nighttime. And I have to know like, okay, can I wear a sweatsuit like I do every day? Or do I need to like put on something a little bit nicer? I think it's fair. I just think that everybody should make, uh, in whatever your schedule is, you should make time so that you're not, like a slave to your phone. Right. I can do that you at night I mean? and on the weekend. Exactly. You do it at night. I do it in the morning because yeah. our schedules are completely different. But what about a no tech day at all? No tech days. A lot of people talk about them a lot. And I it's don't believe really, them. It's really in vogue. I personally, They're like tweeting, today's a no tech day. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I think that like on the weekends, I definitely tweet less and all this stuff. But for me, technology is important because my family lives overseas. And so I, you know, like that's how I communicate with them every day. But, um... Every once in a while, like I try to go on vacation and not bring my computer. Like that's what the equivalent of the no tech day is for me mm-hmm. is I'm like, if I'm going to go away for five days, if it's if I'm going on a real vacation, I'm not allowed to bring my computer because, again, I'm the kind of person that if I sit down at the computer, there goes six hours of your day. Like I just I don't know how to find balance there. So my balance is to just not have it. I see. I can't picture not bringing my laptop on vacation with me. Then it's not a real vacation. It, but I don't use it a lot. Like it might be, you know, like, okay, for instance, I went on vacation, right, with my mom and my friends and we went to Montserrat in the West Indies. And while I was out there, there's a lot of time at home that I don't get to dedicate to things I want to do for myself or like some writing. Mm -hmm. So I had my laptop with me and I managed to knock out a couple of things that I've been wanting to do. And then I feel like if I don't have my laptop, I'm so mad. Like, damn, I didn't bring my laptop. Sometimes there's a sale somewhere and it's just easier for me to go online. Yeah. My other no tech thing is that I watch too much television. I I work from home and the TV's always on. I think it's because when I was grew up like working in PR, there was always a TV on. Right. So I do that. So on the weekends, I try to not have the television on. See, and I barely watch television. And I actually wish I watched a lot more stuff, but I never have, like, I'm never really home for that. And when I go home, like I said, first of all, I can't fall asleep with the TV on. 
So um, that's my that's my ASMR. I'm yeah, like, I cannot. I and they said it's not TV. good to sleep with the TV. Yeah, on. exactly. <laughs> I mean, that's the that's the whole thing about not having devices in the bedroom. I used to be one of those people that I had I had a television in my bedroom. So right. it's like TV, computer, iPad, and and then I'm surprised that I don't sleep. <laughs> so now all of that stuff is out. All right. Now another thing is don't say yes to every opportunity, and that is something that I have been practicing so hard. I'm proud of you. Let me tell you, there's three things I agreed to do today, and <laughs> I wish that I would have said no to at least two of them but i you know i get like cornered <laughs> do you think that maybe one way that you could do that is to have a middle person be the person that says no i to do you? but the problem is that so many people personally know me and can hit me up i know that, but you should just refer them to your person you're like oh you know you're like i don't know what my calendar looks like this person and then that way you're not the person that says no i just have to think faster too because yeah. sometimes people be like what are you doing later and then that's like a setup question yeah and so you're like uh nothing why and then next thing you know you already said you were doing nothing <laughs> or you know or, but you know what you can say when somebody says that to you and your impulse is to just say yes just instead of saying yes or no just say let me think about it and that just creates distance automatically right. you're like, you know let what me think about it i genuinely forget things that i have to do sometimes like i'll agree <laughs> to something because i i have like my calendar on my phone that's what i use and sometimes i forget to put certain things in so i'll forget like oh man i told this person i was gonna go at it too yeah. but i didn't realize i had a yeah. meeting you know so yeah. i just have to get better at that and making sure i put everything in my phone and you're right let me think about it. Yeah, just say, let me think about it. If you say that, you're not saying no or yes, but it's just created a distance. Let me get right back you know, to you. And that's the other thing, this like Warren Buffett quote that people share all the time that Warren Buffett says, the difference between successful people and very successful people is that six people say no to almost everything. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that sounds, you know, I, I, I don't see Oprah or Warren Buffett going like, I'll do this, I'll do this, I'll do this. I'm right. like, no, these people have an insane amount of free time but don't to you create think and think and whatever. But to be fair, they hustled and grinded to get there, right? Yeah, I was so, going to say earlier on, they probably said yes to a lot more I stuff. I know, but I think that there's also just a different culture. Like we have more technology. Everything mm -hmm. is faster now or whatever than when they were coming up. So I think that like, it's just important to remember to grind, but you're not a machine at the same time. Right. Right. And so if all you're doing is grinding and you're not working out, sleeping right, eating well, you're not you're not even going to be alive to like enjoy your success you're not going to be healthy enough and also you're not going to be happy so it's really about you know like we're not going to we're not going to tell people that like everything is 50-50 balance like i'm not there in my life but i think that you need to have a consciousness about it and you need to think about yourself as a, like as a person who deserves to be happy and full and like connected. One thing that always helps me is to plan things like further on down the line. Like I know I'm going on vacation in two months. So I'm already thinking in my head like, man, I can't wait till vacation. Okay, I got to do others. But I do got vacation coming yeah. up. So that's one thing. Even if it's just like I have... Um, a girl's trip that we have planned for next month for the, just for the weekend. And something like that is like exciting to me. You know, I have something fun to look forward to. I have a vacation a month after that. Mm -hmm. So I just really feel like it's important for me to think about like, let me plan ahead. And I'm so good at doing things like I can plan for my Christmas vacation right now. And go ahead and book everything for it so that mm -hmm. I don't even have to worry about it when it's time to go. It's already paid for, mm -hmm. you know, and whatever installments I decide to do. And that is like a huge relief when you have a vacation yeah. that you plan way in advance so that by the time that you go, everything is paid for. And it feels like a free trip, even though you pay for yeah. it in installments. But I'm also really good at booking flights in advance and using like whatever frequent flyer miles I have yeah. to book that and not have to pay for it. So one thing that I've been really conscious of recently is just getting more me time because, mm -hmm. you know, like we're hustling 
bachelor. So we're always constantly around people, like from the time you wake up to the time you go to bed. And so I was thinking about like, what are ways that I can just, just be alone for a little bit. And uh, because I work from home so much, I have a rule now that I have to take a shower and get dressed every single morning, even, <laughs> even if I'm just working at my house. Right. One, it makes me feel like I'm being productive, <laughs> but also I'm like, oh, like the 15 minutes of the shower and then doing my face and doing my hair. It's actually not a chore. It just, it centers me and it grounds me. And I'm like, this is time for me. And then when I'm like, jump out of the house real quick and let's go grab something, you're it, already done. Exactly. Because there's nothing worse than when you've been in the house, it's three o'clock in the afternoon. I know. And you haven't showered, done your hair or anything. Oh, you know, the freelance life is like, you, <laughs> the first time you look at yourself in a mirror, it's 1 p.m. and then you scream. You're like, that's what, was I what doing it all is. Day? You're like, what have I been doing all day? That's the story of my life. But now I'm like, I have to get dressed every day, whether I have a meeting or anything. And also I make myself go on a walk every single day That's even if it's raining even if it's just one block because it just takes you away from mm -hmm. something and it makes me feel so much better and I'm really lucky I live next to Prospect Park so Where I go I just, jogging yeah I go <laughs> walking in Prospect Park uh, jogging I'm gonna work up to oh I'll come okay so I'll come goals. with you. Yeah, goals. goals. Yeah. No, you know, I make all my friends do this. So, like, they have never even run before either. I don't like, run. Like, we'll go to the park. And so, I do, like, a nice light jog and then walk, jog, walk, jog. And eventually, like, I have friends that have never ran in their whole entire life and have asthma and everything that now run, like, 10 miles. That's me. Listen, I know that jogging is good for you, but, my God, at what price? <laughs> <laughs> but you feel so good when it's over. All right. I, okay. There's another goal. Okay, there's another goal. And you'll have goal. so much fun because it's getting nice out. Okay, I will do that with you and also that means I get to spend time with you so done done yeah. and done and done and you know what I'm gonna be honest with you having a partner too makes you push yourself a little harder because the accountability thing again because you see like because uh, my friend L'Oreal she always comes with me and she's always complains the whole entire time that she doesn't want to do it but she'll go harder if I'm there and she sees me like kind of right in front yeah. of her and I'll jog it and she'll try to like make sure she motivation stop. motivation mm -hmm. Um, one thing that I remember too, when you were talking about getting somebody who's going to handle like your podcast and your team or whatever, is that now it means that you could also like, you know, probably you have better time management yes. because you have less, you have less of that stuff to do. And you're just more conscious about like how much time you want to spend networking and like getting through your day and getting to things on time and stuff like that. Yeah. And also just not having to do everything myself is such like a hassle. So once we get into the rhythm and the flow, you know, they've taped a couple of my podcasts already and they're editing everything and they're experts in that. And sometimes we mm -hmm. try to take on this responsibility and the stuff that we're not even experts in. So it could be something that somebody could give you a much better result than you trying to do it yourself. Yeah. And also like halfway killing yourself while trying to do it yeah. so it's so much better when you have somebody this is what they do this is what they focus on this is their expertise and this will take me a lot further yeah. than me trying to do everything myself okay i like that mm -hmm. um i okay this has always fascinated me you have a really early morning job like how do you and you're like every time i see you you're like out and about in the world like later in the day like where do you get that energy and like what is your like what is how do you be a person that can show up at work at 6 a.m. or whatever time it is that you go? And that's why I opened that juice bar because every single morning <laughs> that juice helps me so much to get all my nutrients that I need and like all the natural sugars from the fruits and everything that's in it. That's what helps me a lot. I don't drink coffee at all. Like I've never had coffee in my life. Same, same, yeah. same, same, same. So I don't want to ever have to have like that type of addiction, <laughs> you know, but that really is like what helps me because I don't eat a big meal in the morning because that actually would make me more tired yeah. than not so that juice is like light enough that it gets me up and going but it gives me that 
um, extra energy. So that's really, I'm going to be honest, that's what helps me so much. And then at night before I go to bed, I always drink some chamomile tea to try to like calm my nerves, yeah. relax, whatever, whatever. But the main thing for me is to try as much as I can to get enough sleep as possible. Yeah. Even though it's difficult sometimes, I try. I barely ever nap during the day. You don't nap during the day? No, and I really feel like your diet is so helpful as far as you yeah. being alert and being able to be up and healthier throughout the day because when you don't get enough sleep, I feel like that is has the potential to wreak havoc on your whole entire well-being. Yeah. You know, because I know a lot of times people are up all hours of the night, they're up early, they're doing things like eating donuts, eating, you know, at my job, they're always bringing and buy some promo stuff from some fast food place yeah. so it's hard to resist those things but what's important is to fill yourself up on drinking I drink water first thing in the morning when I get up then I come to work and I have my juice and I have some green tea and then I just goes from there that's awesome um the do you and like you obviously go jogging I've been walking a lot a lot a lot mm -hmm. I keep um my so my health insurance company if you walk uh, a certain number of steps every day I think it's 10,000 steps every day and you do it for um the whole month you get a $25 gift card oh. to Amazon not mad so, at that um I get $25 every month there because you go. I'm so competitive with the walking <laughs> thing. And I was like, yes. So that's literally like I just and you have to track it on your phone and then you send all this stuff to them. And I have a Fitbit also. And but the thing that I've noticed is that even though I started doing it for like, oh, I'm not trying to get a blood clot after no. <laughs> like, I'm not trying to get a blood clot after surgery. And also it's just $25 at Amazon is that I found that it just like it really improves my mood. Mm -hmm. I like I have more energy and it like every time I go to the doctor, it's like, oh, like your your panels look good and I've like suffered from like so many health problems recently mm -hmm. and like the walking is really keeping me healthy like and it's a just great like way keep to think. doing it yeah and that's that's literally what it is I'm like that's mm -hmm. when I'm just like here's my that's where I go through my to-do list for the day and you come head. up with some great ideas too at a time like that I walk everywhere like oh, even man. just now coming to do this um, podcast, I walk from my job here all the time and I walk back and I leave my car in a lot because A, because I'm cheap, but B, <laughs> just because I like to be able to get out and walk. Like I sit in front of my computer while I'm at work. I even get up and walk around at work. That's great. You know, because I don't like to sit still and be stagnant for so long. But my friends would tell you, like, the one thing about me is that I love walking places. Like, when it's nice out, I'll walk miles every single day yeah. just because I enjoy it. I like to window shop. I like to look around, especially yeah. in my neighborhood. Like, you know, we live in Brooklyn. Yeah. And every day there's something new popping up. And you see a lot more when you walk than when you're driving past. Yeah, and you get to meet your neighbors and you get to know people. That's, that's honestly a thing, too, that I've really enjoyed is that I feel like I know my neighborhood because I walk everywhere right but the other thing is I travel a lot for work and uh, I have friends that like my super fit friends when they travel for work they're always like if the hotel doesn't have a gym we can't stay there and I'm like <laughs> I actually don't like going to the gym for many reasons uh, mostly because I'm like stupid about gym machines. I'm like, if I go to the gym, I want a trainer to help. But the thing about walking that's good or like jogging, like you like to do is that that's also another way to explore a new place that you're yeah. in. And there's, I actually and really like a great it. playlist. Yeah. If I, <laughs> if I'm somewhere that I've never been before, I get so excited about walking everywhere. I'm like, Oh my God, everything looks new. Like, I don't know what any of this is. And then you do things. It's just like a really, it's a really easy way to create time to do something fun. Right. To explore. So and honestly, like my boyfriend hates walking places. So it's really funny when I want to walk places and he's like, I don't feel like walking. And he'll complain the whole time. 
It's true. Um, I also, I have a standing desk at home because standing like burns more calories. It's good for your posture and everything. And at first I was really scared of it. I was like, oh my God, like I can't stand all day. But here, and even in my off, when I worked in an office job, I also had a standing desk because I worked with engineers and they all did it. And then I realized that you actually like, you sit so much throughout the day that standing for to do things, it for me, it makes me more effective. Like I love if I have standing. to write, if I have to do a conference call or whatever, I'm like, I stand and then I'll pace. And uh, and it also just, I just feel like I'm contributing a little bit more to my health. I'm like, sometimes that's all it takes. I used to, to have a balance ball at work that I would sit on the oh, whole time. Man. Until the guys were playing with it too much and broke it. But yes, I think sitting on a balance ball is also really good for, I have terrible posture, by the way. Like I always sit like slumped over and I everything. Know, me yeah. too. So it's really hard for me to sit up straight, but that balance ball was so, I think I'm going to get another one. Okay, I'm into it. So (laughs) one of the reasons that like we are talking about exercise, physical exercise specifically, right, is because it just, um, it's like... It's about being healthy, like 360. So yeah. it, for, for me, like, you know, we always talk about how I need energy because I get up so mm-hmm. early. When I work out, I have way more energy throughout the day and I also sleep better at night. I know a lot of times people say it's difficult to fall asleep, but when you exercise, it does make you like when it's time to go to bed yeah. more tired. And when you exercise during the day or especially in the morning, it does give you a lot more adrenaline to get it going yeah. throughout the day. So I think that's important. And I also feel like once you start exercising and you make that part of your routine, it doesn't improve your quality of life so much. I just remember there's times that I've been so busy that I haven't worked out the way that I want to. But I remember one vacation in particular that I went on and they had like a beautiful gym at the resort and I worked out every single day for a week. And then after that, I think I had to go to L.A. for something and they had a gym in the hotel and I worked out every day for like the next five days. And it was like two weeks of working out pretty much. I think I might have skipped one day and I felt so good during that time and then I came back home and wasn't able (laughs) to do it as much and I know we make excuses all the time but there's definitely things that you can do in the house and different workouts that you can do even when you're traveling that are so beneficial just as far as getting your blood flowing yeah you can get a resistance band that like Mm -hmm. that's nothing to pack right you know and like little things that you can use or like you can make uh you can make a yoga mat in the hotel room and stretch like all of that stuff is pretty Yeah, easy. and you can do some planks and things like that mm-hmm. to work on your core, but it really does help. And if you feel better and look better and have more energy, there's really no downside to it. Yeah, you know, it also really improves your mood. I um, I suffer from depression, and I know that, like, whenever I'm going through a depressive episode, and, you know, like, depression is... It's just it's it's normal. Like I don't have any shame about it or feel that it's like a defect. But you know, for me, I'm like, oh, it's almost like having a cold. Your your body just has to go through it. Mm-hmm. But I found that the thing that's the most helpful when I'm just like, man, like my mind is not where it's supposed to be, is that if I just get off of my couch and I go out and right. I just go for a walk, the momentum of doing that, like it improves so many things. So I think that just like making a note for yourself that you're like, okay, like exercise is part of like setting my mood. It's part of setting my mental health. And, you know, the other obvious benefit is that it has like real health benefits, right? So it's like, uh, it could like ward off like type two diabetes, like a lot of cancers, a lot of metabolic syndromes, stroke, arthritis, falls, you know, it's like, look at Ruth Bader Ginsburg. She's, you know, she's a Supreme Court justice and she's like really famous for all the working out that she does. She's in her 80s and she's very fit. Yeah, it's and amazing. It's like, that's how I want to be. <laughs> that's how she's doing. That's me. I'm like, She's in I, more shape, better shape than I am. <laughs> I'm like, I want to be the 80 year old that's just like doing laps around 
everybody at the retirement home. And know? one thing I do also love about when me and you go jogging together, which we're about to Can't do, wait. is that it's also the time, the one time that I really do not use my phone at all. Besides when I'm yeah. asleep, you know, I really don't use my phone. Like I put on a playlist or whatever and I don't look at who's texting me. I put my phone away. It's strapped to my arm. I can't take it out because then I have to disrupt my whole flow. Mm-hmm. But it's the one time that I'm not on the phone. I'm not checking emails. And it's only for maybe 45 minutes to an hour. But it does help me so much. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's good to disconnect for that. We got this. Um, and then it's really cool to be like, oh, I was running. Sorry, I just saw your text. <laughs> we're really lucky that we live in a city where we have bike sharing services. And at first I was like, I don't know about riding a bicycle around town. But uh, in Brooklyn... It's faster than the subway. Mm-hmm. You get to places, you get to see places that you never go to, and it's actually pretty safe. And also, I'm like, oh, another free exercise. How tip. are those bikes? They look hard to ride. So, no, actually, they're pretty easy to <laughs> ride because they're very. Um, are they loose? Uh, no, they're not loose at all. So I would say this. <laughs> if you're somebody who's like, I haven't ridden a bicycle in a long time or I'm scared or whatever, it's perfect for you. Like the weight is there. You can, it's like very stable. You can do it. I'll take you on a bike ride. No. So if I jog, you have to bike. <laughs> um, and it's also like just a really good way to, again, explore your neighborhood and explore your city. It's pretty fast and it's safe, very safe. We could jog. Um, or I'll bike next to you jogging. <laughs> hey, no fair. <laughs> it's all aerobic exercise. <laughs> Colorful Lives presented by State Farm to help you increase your financial IQ and to bring your career, business and life to the next level. Every other week, we're getting together and offering up advice and inspiration to help you up your financial IQ with our new season of Colorful Lives. If you're liking what you're hearing, we'd love it if you could rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, or Spotify. It only takes a few seconds, and it makes a huge difference in helping more people find out about the show. And if you really want to support the show, we're not asking for any handouts. We just ask that you put a friend on to your favorite episode. So don't forget, you can get into the conversation on social media just use the hashtag hashtag live colorful with two l's at the end of colorful so we are now two episodes deep into our colorful lives video profile series in the most recent installment on statefarm.com slash live colorful with those two l's at the end of colorful we left new york and visited the d baby detroit to learn about amina daniels and her fitness studio live cycle delights Since we've been talking about fitness this episode and we just featured Amina in our video series, we figured who better to reach out to for some expert opinions. Um, Amina, I love a namesake. I love a namesake (laughs) who's a hustler. So um, when did you know that you wanted to be an entrepreneur? Because this life is not for everyone. (laughs) So it was um, back in 2013 when I started working for a startup in New York City called Clean Bee Baby. And we were launching Clean Bee Baby to the New York City market, and we were doing everything. Um, We were pitching to baby stores like Rosie Pope and Kidville and Apple Seeds. We were going to baby shows, baby expos, cleaning strollers, repairing strollers, doing demos. And we were also cleaning strollers and training a staff. Uh, my parents have been telling me for the last two years prior to that about Dan Gilbert and all the good things he was doing in Detroit. And there was opportunity with grants and things like that. 
So in August of 2013, I decided that I was going to pack up my good life in New York City and move home to be a catalyst of change. I didn't know exactly what I was going to open, but I knew I was going to open a fitness studio in my hometown of Detroit. Nice. Now, we talked a lot about balance and routines in this episode. Now, how do you usually start your day? I start my day getting up, doing a few yoga poses every morning just to kind of awaken my body. Um, After that, it's pretty much off to the races. I get ready to teach a class depending on the day. Some days it's two morning classes. Some days it's three morning classes. Um, So I wake up get some coffee, eat some carbs, and get to the day. Now, let's talk about fitness because as an entrepreneur, we all know that fitness is very important. We've actually been talking about that a lot in here, just not taking care of just your mind, but also your body and how those two things are so uh, connected. Yeah, um, I'm a vegan, um, so I tend to pay attention to the food that I put in my body. I try to eat more whole foods, eat foods that fuel my body, um, especially since I teach about 14 classes a week. It's imperative that I am eating properly. Otherwise, I'm not able to really function. And because I don't get to sleep as much as I would like to, um, it's important that I properly fuel my body, which is another reason why we sell cold-pressed juice at my studio. It's one other way that I can promote a healthier lifestyle and promote an alternative to um, something that isn't so good for you, like pop and other sodas and sweet, unhealthy beverages. You know, I agree with that 100% because I do have a juice bar in Brooklyn also. I had to put that out there. Juice gang, juice gang. (laughs) Let's go, juice it up. (laughs) Um, Amina, you've been really vocal about the grants and the resources that you've gotten. So like the, the Motor City Match, Hatch Detroit. Can you tell us a little bit more about what those are? And also, how can, like, entrepreneurs go about finding and accessing these kinds of support systems? Yeah. um, So when I moved back home, I really tried to get a pulse of what was happening. And I started with this business incubator called Tech Town, and I entered a program called Retail Bootcamp. And it was at that program that I really had an opportunity to vet my business and flush out different concepts. It was an eight weeks intensive. Um, There was another black own women business that won, um, and they won property. And as some of you may know, getting property is extremely challenging. Getting property as a black woman is even more challenging. Um, so through the help of the incubators and just perfecting my business and getting to know different people, um, whether it's to pitch, I had to pitch, um, for the Hatch Detroit competition. And we also had to have the general public vote on our business saying that they wanted this. Um, so I've been fortunate to find success. There are a plethora of resources that are not only in Detroit, but around the world. They're global incubators. I recently was denied from an incubator in New York City, um, but I'm always looking for more money and opportunities to pitch and um, to get access to more capital so I can continue to expand and reach more people. 
Now, let's talk about your yoga and meditation also, because I know that it hasn't been easy. There's been setbacks along the way for you to get to the success that you've achieved so far. So how does yoga keep you balanced and centered? Um, my breath, um, you know, it's it's very easy to get frustrated by a no or um dealing with multiple contexts and not necessarily getting the results that you want. So coming back to my breath has always been this beautiful gift um, that teaches me patience and balance. And when I'm kind of off in my body, I can always come back to my yoga mat um, and just really center myself and breathe through the situation and always know that I am in control, and whatever the obstacle is, it's an obstacle in that moment. And also, there's oftentimes something that needs to be revealed. So something didn't happen for a reason, and it's just an opportunity to look inward and further investigate what else can be done. And let's talk about how important it is to have a support group around you, too, because we discuss how important it is to know that you can't do everything by yourself. You have to have people on your team, on your side that can assist you. So what's your support group like? I am so fortunate to have just different freelancers and contacts. And then I'm also surrounded by so many dynamic entrepreneurs. So I have friends that have checked me on my Instagram if it's slacking. Um, we pitch to each other. We do check-ins. So outside of having just contractors, whether they're graphic designers or your website consultants or your accountants um, or just freelancers that you can lend to just having friends that are also business owners that you can lean on for support and advice because you can't do everything on your own. And sometimes in your network, you also can recycle people um, and share resources. Um, how has your money management changed since you become an entrepreneur? Like, did you learn some like better management tips? Do you feel like it's something that's still like you're challenged by? I am pretty good at managing my business money. I'm pretty much a stickler. I'm always trying to cut costs um, and looking for ways to save money and really being proactive. I'm on build out of a second studio and it's staying on top of your architects, your contractors, um, making sure that when you are working with a designer that you are being upfront with what your costs are so you can stay on top. And that's really staying on top of everybody because everybody is trying to sell something, whether it's a supplier or an instructor or somebody who wants to use your space. Um, so managing your money and your people. So I'm always trying to cut my costs and find how to be more efficient. Um, what was the all of the process for getting your fitness certifications? I imagine that stuff is like kind of expensive, right? Yeah, um, it's been expensive and it's ongoing. Uh, so I'm always taking continuing continuing credits. Um, I have three cycle certifications, one from Schwinn, Real Rider, and Stages, and I'm currently writing original content to host our own um, Live Cycle to Light 
cycle certification. I also have my 200-hour certification in yoga. Um, I would like to start my 300 hours, which will give me 500 hours and just more knowledge. Um, I have three different TRX certifications, personal training. So I got different certifications um, over a two-and-a-half-year period. And wow. I'm always... Obtaining more knowledge, and I travel. I've gotten certified since I left in New York. I'm getting certified in SLT, so I can teach when I do come to New York. Um, and always just interested in learning more. I'm getting certified in hot Pilates because we'll be offering hot Pilates. Nice. Everything that we offer, I try to be certified and knowledgeable and so I can teach it. That's wow. so awesome. Really educating yourself. We're coming to Detroit. You know it. <laughs> yeah, come to Detroit. Come get a class. Let's do it. I mean, I wanted to ask you about paying it forward also because I know that's been really important for you, not just knowing how to do these things yourself, but making sure that you educate people and pay it for it. So what are some things that you do and you offer? Um, so one of the big ways that I pay it forward um, is hiring people from our community. Um, I know you ladies know about gentrification, living in New York City and seeing what's happened to Brooklyn. I went to college in Atlanta, also lived in New York. I understand what happens when gentrification comes. So I always try to hire um, from my community. I currently have three high school um, young ladies who work for me, one senior, two juniors. I also have another um, recent Hampton graduate who is my assistant manager at the studio. So it's really important that women of color have access to fitness and that are also having opportunities to teach. Um, that was a glaring opportunity that I still continue to see not only in suburban Michigan, but in cities across the United States is that Black women don't have the same opportunities to teach at studios as other um, women. So just providing more opportunities and educational opportunities for growth. That's incredible. We're going to wrap up. Uh, Amina, thank you so much for joining us today. Where can thank our you. listeners find your work online? And if we're in Detroit, where can we come see you? So everything is Live Cycle Delight. Um, Live Cycle Delight on Facebook. Live Cycle Delight on Instagram. Um, yeah, and I'm it's NY Delight on Instagram. But yeah, Live Cycle Delight everything. Are you out there cycling in the snow also when you leave the, the studio? <laughs> I have biked in the winter, but I prefer <laughs> to keep it all indoors. It's so much safer and a much better workout. <laughs> Okay, we've talked about all of these ways to make sure that like your mind and your body are fit. This episode too is about like shrinking your debt mm -hmm. and uh, pumping up your wallet so you can get your bills into shape. I used to be so scared of bills. My God, anytime an envelope would show up at my house that I knew it was in one of my friend's handwriting, I would just throw it away <laughs> because I didn't want to handle it. And then one day I just like sat down with everything and I'm like, man, I'm paying for a lot of things that I don't use every day. Like I had four different streaming services for music and TV. And I was like, I don't actually have time for all of this. I uh, joined like 
I, at one point I was a member of two gyms and I was right. like, this is so stupid. You're right. Why am I, you know, like, why am I doing this? And I then, got rid of my gym membership because I realized I'd never go there. Exactly. I like to exercise outside. And then when I do something, I try to do like a class here and there. Right. And then I like, I like having cable because I like watching garbage TV, but I was like, why do I have all these channels I don't watch? Like, right. how do I trim this down? And it really felt that way. I was like, I took a couple minutes. I like went through all the bills and I was like, I don't need this or this can be smaller. And, uh, and some other services like even my cable bill I was like oh this is really expensive and I, also I was paying too much for my phone bill mm-hmm. I just I put in, I did the same thing I didn't realize sometimes you gotta call your phone company yeah, you and just check call with them. the updated plan exactly and I saved so much money on my phone bill doing that that's what happened to me I was paying mm-hmm. like every month I was paying $300 for my phone bill and I, but I didn't know if that was a lot or not so one day on my that's Facebook a lot. but listen so on my <laughs> Facebook I posted a note where I was like how much does everybody pay for their phone bill and when I started seeing these numbers, I was like, what's going on? So I called my, my phone company and I was like, hey, my here's my phone bill every month. I talk the same amount. And they're like, oh, you're from a plan from like yeah, that's 2001. That's why you've been paying so much. They're like, here's the new plan that you're supposed to be in. And now I have not had a phone bill for over $100. And also because I talked to this person, they gave me like free upgrades and whatever. He's like, I'm so sorry that you've been spending all this money. Yeah, you the funded sa- the whole company. Yeah, the same, <laughs> the same thing for my cable bill. When I called them, I was like, this is too much cable. I'm like, I just want to watch... Like- I just want to watch Love After Lockup. How do I do that? <laughs> Love and, After Lockup. <laughs> and, you know, it's like sometimes, like all of these small things that give you anxiety, sometimes it's like you just have to ask. It's like you if you ask. so much money. Like for me with my phone bill, I was actually, when I was going out of the country, they have these plans that you can like, you know, do your international calls. $10 a day. Yeah. <laughs> so that's how I found out that yeah. I was on an old plan because I called up and they were like, oh, well, you're on an old plan, but actually you would save yeah. like $100 a month. And so it is worth, just calling to see what those plans are and trying to make sure you're on the best plan possible because that's a lot of money. Yeah, so my my really good friend, Sabrina Hersey Issa, she has this concept that she calls personal inventory days where uh, she, and for her, she picks her birthday. So every month on the day of her birthday, she just sits down and she like makes all of, she does all of this life admin. She's like, if I do it once a month, I take one hour in the day. It's not, it doesn't become this daunting thing. And because it's her birthday, she's like the 16th, it's just in her calendar every time. So she really encouraged me to do that. And I calendared as well. If you Google <laughs> personal inventory days, like I'm sure you can find what her specific technique is, but it's just good. It's like you go over your bills, you go over mm-hmm. like, you know, and, and then you can make all of those calls. Also, the other thing about like, bill paying is that this is America. Everything is negotiable. I had a hospital bill that I was like, wow, this is a lot of money. And, uh, and so I called them and I was like, I don't think I can, like, I can't write you a check this big. And they were like, well, we can put you on a payment plan. And I was like, Oh, I'm glad that you said that to me. And then I paid it in installments and everybody was happy. The, the, the hospital was happy to do that. They were like, we're getting our money. I was like, I'm happy to do that because I'm not going to go into debt. And so I just feel that like once you have the mental space, you know, and not you don't have the anxiety to just ask for help and do all these things. Nobody's trying to ruin your life. Like and everybody you just, just have wants to pay to off you. your debt, basically. Mm-hmm. Like I know sometimes people think I'm just going to ignore it. It's stressful. I don't even want to look at it. But just at least make contact, see what you can do about it, make whatever payments that you can make. But don't just ignore it. Never and even if it's scary, it's not as scary as you've built it up in your mind. And you can start to, you know, just like with weight loss and like fitness, you can start to see results. Right. right. So if you like 
make a debt elimination plan where you're like, here's how I'm going to tackle my bills I'm or my debt. You, That's exactly You can what go I did. from the smallest one to the biggest one. That's, That's how what I, I did. I got rid of my smallest, smallest. Yeah. So it didn't feel like every month I had like 10 bills coming exactly. in. So eventually it was like, okay, now I have four yeah. credit card bills. Exactly. Now I only use two of them. Now yeah. I only use my bank card. That's called the snowball effect. Mm-hmm. And even just psychologically, that was huge for me. Like when I paid off like this like $500 right. uh, like debt and then that went away, the $1,000 one didn't scare me anymore. I was like, oh, I have I enough money. On this one. I have money to do this. And also if you're like me, you're OCD, you're just like, oh, let's just do this one at a time, like one at a time. And it just felt like I was doing well for myself. Also, you can make, like if you make a budget, you know, like that's just like your calories. Mm-hmm. You're just like, here's how many I'm allotted every day and here's how I I think about this stuff, right? And so that way when you're just like, ooh, can I buy these shoes? It's like you look at the budget and you're like, well, here's where it's going to send me off off base. The the food tracking app that um that I use is really good at that where it tells you it's like here's how many like carbs you can have today. Here's how many this um like uh like fat you can have and sugar. Mm-hmm. And so it never feels like, oh my god, I have to eat a salad every day, but it's just I've learned it's so much right. more about food that day where I'm like, oh, I am eating too many carbs right now. Like this says that I like I, I have met twenty five percent of my protein goal, and I think about my debt the exact same way, right. you know, and protein, like, and carbs. my bills, and my budget. <laughs> yeah, and and for me, it's just like it's made it so much more, you know, easier. It's like, do I need to put a little bit of more money in my savings fund, or like, you know, like can I? I, I haven't like my entertainment. I put a little entertainment budget for myself and a little travel budget. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, like I still have a little bit of money to play here with and things like that. I just it's like all of these strategies can just make you be more accountable to yourself. And you probably also have some money at home that you're not even thinking about with some things that are worth money. Exactly. And that's one thing that uh I actually just found out because I do have a fetish. Like, I love buying bags and shoes, <laughs> right, that I have to get over. But My dad calls that BS, what, bags and shoes. Yeah, it is BS. It's, he's absolutely right. But it's a great BS. But um, one of my friends was telling me, she works in retail, and she was like, Angela, why don't we, like, sell some of this old stuff that you don't even use anymore. That way you can make some money off of it. And there's like really a gold mine in a lot of our houses that we don't even think about. If you want to go ahead and take the time to sell some of that stuff that you have. I love selling my clothes. I love selling my clothes. Like just go through, especially like, you know, when you're getting fit, like things start to fit differently and stuff. It's just Mm -hmm. in my, like, I like, I'm really happy at the size that I'm at because to me, I'm like, I just want to be healthy at my size. And one rule that I made for myself a long time ago was I don't want anything in my closet that doesn't fit me. I'm not one of those people that like I hoard an outfit. And I'm like, ooh, one day I'm going to be That's this what skinny I do. That's what and I'm going to be in there. For, like for my own mental health, that does not work. I was I like, do, everything. I do definitely do that. Like, OK, one day this is going to fit. No, so I might as for well me, I'm this. like, release it. I'm like, if everything in your closet fits you, you never feel bad because right. every outfit looks good on you. You're like, that's the way. That's and my I'm a serial shopper, too. I buy like the same thing over and over again. Yeah. And then but then I'm when like, I oh, look, another black sweater with holes in it. I know. But whenever I sell that stuff or I like sold books or I had like old uh, like I'm like I don't watch DVDs anymore and I listed all of that stuff even a little bit of money like that makes a difference so you can you can do that right so all of those things are really important because we use all these different ways to track our fitness to track our eating habits we need to do the same thing with tracking our spending yeah. and tracking our paying off our debt and all of that that way we have ourselves structured so that we can take care of things and it does feel so good as these things are getting paid off of and taken care of yeah you know and ultimately it really is about having discipline you know it's like discipline with yourself and restraint and control and the and the reason that like we're talking about looking at the full picture of your life is that 
all of these things can, you know, like they can be interconnected in a way. It's like if you feel out of control about how you're eating and how your health is and whatever, a lot of times that will have repercussions on your financial habits and vice versa, mm-hmm. right? And so just, I'm an emotional spender sometimes. Oh, me too. And Are you kidding? But it's something that I've tackled. Anytime I'm sad, anytime I'm sad, I got to swipe my credit card. And yeah. I was like, wait, this is not sustainable. I need to find another way to to deal. Go with for life. a walk. Right? Because, <laughs> because there are two ways that people get into debt. Either you don't make enough money or you overspend. Right. So there's, Spend you know. more than you make. Exactly. So you need to figure that out. And re- honestly, it's just about making a lasting commitment to yourself and to your own excellence. And so when you tackle all that stuff, you can be ready for anything that life throws at you. And there's the 50-20-30 plan that uh, Senator Elizabeth Warren did in her book, All Your Worth. This approach to budgeting is very simple with this plan. It's 50% of your income goes to things that are necessities, mm-hmm. right? And uh, that's like your rent or your mortgage or whatever it is that you have and daily things like food, travel, tra- transportation, whatever. 20% goes to your long-term savings and 30% to lifestyle choices. Yeah, you know, that's a really good plan that you can mm-hmm. stick by. And if you're somebody who's listening to this podcast and you're like, oh my God, like I cannot do this or whatever, it's like sit down and just breathe. Like we, we're telling you that we came from a place where we couldn't do this. I remember it was a plan when 80% went to necessities. Oh yeah, like I... <laughs> I remember it's this is, I think, the first the first couple of years of my life that like 70 percent of my paycheck doesn't go to rent, right. you know, like something like that. So like if you're listening to this podcast and you feel like I can't do this or this is too advanced or whatever, it's like, no, just breathe and know that you have to start somewhere. If you right. start somewhere, not only will you enjoy trying to get here, but you're actually going to figure it out for yourself. And it's not about making you feel guilty. It's about giving you the tools so that like you can be your happiest, healthiest, like most financially stable self. Yeah, I remember having rent that was a thousand dollars a month, but after taxes, I only made um, sixteen eighty a month. But then I still had student loans to pay. <laughs> yeah, and I still had to get my uh, pass to get on the train every day and eat and live. Yeah. So it wasn't easy, but you know, it took me a while to finally get out of that whole routine that I was in. I know, but you know, the other thing is that like we're really lucky that we live in the time of the internet, right? Because like when I was living like that. I was living in Washington, D.C. I was making $28,000 a year. That's about what I was Living <laughs> like in a really expensive neighborhood. All You know, like all of this stuff. I couldn't even afford to take the, um, the train to work. So I made sure that I lived close enough to work so that I could walk, walk there. Mm-hmm. I never, I couldn't, I couldn't afford public transportation. Like that was, that was not in my budget. And so, but you know, like on the internet, I just Googled like, oh, like cheap recipes. Because one thing that I realized that I was doing is that I was eating out all the time. And yeah. I was like, okay, this is not sustainable. I used to be so happy when the guys, I used to work for Wu-Tang, when they used to come in and buy us lunch. I, I used to be like, oh, such and such is here. You know right. they're buying us lunch today. <laughs> I know, but it sounds, it sounds really stupid. But I was right. just like, oh, I'm like, I don't cook. So I like just looked up like uh, cheap recipes and there were so many websites that were dedicated to people who were like I only have $10 a week how do I do this that spaghetti will last three or four days I know (laughs) but with my roommate we like made it a challenge with like $7 a day like how are we gonna get there but you know it's like everything has a solution so like if you just calm down breathe ask for help or just look it up you are not the only person that is in the situation that you are you know so like people people are really generous with giving advice I always say this I definitely got my side hustle on at that point so every now and then there'd be a few hundred extra dollars coming in from different Mm -hmm. places just because it's important to try at least stack up a little bit yeah i love coupons i like 
love to like get stuff on discount. Anytime I shop online, like any website, if I'm like, oh, I'm buying shoes from like here or whatever, before I put my credit card in, I always Google uh, the website name plus discount. Right. And then something the will same, show up. I do the up, same and thing too and get a coupon. I put and a coupon. Get a coupon and you put it in. I was like, you just, you got to learn, the, you got to learn the coping skills. And you know, some more important things like buy in bulk. That's something that I always have done. Mm-hmm. If I know... Obviously, I'm going to need toilet paper and there's a, a sale on toilet paper that's yeah. so cheap. I will go ahead and buy the 24 pack of toilet paper and I have to worry about that for a long time. Just a lot of different things like that. You know, buying bulk, even buying generic or store brands is important. Mm-hmm. We don't have to, you know, it's the same thing. Yeah, really. it's like if something is the same, like don't spend the money for the name brand. Also, the other thing is that will save you so much money. Never go to the grocery store hungry (laughs) and always have a shopping list. Right. If you do those two things, you're going to come out of there with a very reasonable cart. And when they have those free samples, keep going back. They're trying to give it. (laughs) You know, it's just like I I love that we're we're talking about all of this because it just it's just taking me back to a time where I was like, this was really necessary for me. But I wish somebody would have told me this. And another thing that to this day is so true: make that list before you go to the store, because that Mm -hmm. way you're not doing those impulse buys but you're also not forgetting the things that you went for you know how many times I go to the store and forget why I went and end up buying a whole (laughs) bunch of other stuff just make sure you make a list so you can stick to that list only go down those aisles that you need to go down get what you got to get and get in and get out yeah you know and start small like really just do that and the thing is that like if you do all these small things then like I like to uh, like I like to reward myself oh, when I meet my goals. Me too. So it's like if you can even manage to just like save up like I don't know like a couple of dollars, shave off like dollars off of your big grocery bills or your list or whatever. You can take yourself to a nice dinner, or you can buy yourself a massage, and it's like that stuff that you couldn't afford before because mm-hmm. you couldn't get there. And I think that even just psychologically, that's so important. You're like, oh, I have a little bit more money for something that will make me happy. Right. And like that's also one of the goals of. Being being like financially free is that so and there's like, always like restaurant week and exactly. coupons that you can get but you know one of my tricks also and this is my last trick for you but this is what I also like to do is I have a budget but I'll use my credit card so that I can get all kinds of rewards for using my card mm-hmm. and then I pay my card right away yeah. so it's like I use the cash or whatever was in the bank to buy it but instead I put it on my credit card and then pay it off immediately yeah. and that way at least I'm getting like some type of reward. And then you can get a gift card to a restaurant. You can get a gift card to a store. You can get even points to use toward a flight somewhere. All of those things. I get points for everything. If I use a service more than twice, I'm like, do you have a reward program? (laughs) Um, The Amtrak reward program is my favorite reward program (laughs) because you can get cards for like movie theaters. So that's what I always get. And I'm like, look at that. I get to watch movies for free because of this. I always, you know, it's just because all of it sometimes seems really small. And it's like, no, all of this small stuff like really adds it really really adds up and also it'll change the way that you feel about impulse buying Mm -hmm. and the way you know it's like every dollar you earn is like hard work and sweat so like don't don't be down on a dollar (laughs) so you know what I mean well after this marathon episode it's time that we take our own advice right and let's get some rest and we're gonna give you a chance to digest all that information that we just served up and guess what I'm gonna do I'm gonna put my phone in the other room while I get some rest and see how that works out and actually use the alarm clock that I have instead of the alarm on my phone and see what happens I am going to go take a nap and after (laughs) I wake up from my nap 
I am going to. Uh, I've been wanting to buy new uh, shoes, like sneakers. So mm-hmm. I'm going to make sure that they're appropriate for jogging because we're going to go jogging Listen, soon. You don't understand how much in the summer or in the spring when it gets a little bit nicer out. Like I like to get up and go to the park, and then okay. even when I come home from work, I get home early. I would definitely will park right by you. And walk over to the park. See you at the park. We're going to do this. Um, that's it for this week. And we're going to be accountable for each other. <laughs> that's it for this week. Make sure that you check back in two weeks. That's March 14th for our episode on the three E's. Education, exploration, and empowerment. And don't forget, we want to make sure you are a part of the show. You can write us at ColorfulLivesPod at gmail.com. There's two L's in full. So that's Colorful with two L's, LivesPod at gmail.com. Or it's text or leave a voicemail at 646-580-0576 that's 646-580-0576 or use the hashtag hashtag live colorful with two l's at the end of colorful colorful lives presented by state farm is a loudspeakers studios production colorful lives is produced by matt raz executive producer chris murrow our engineer and editor is Dwayne crawford For more information on Colorful Lives and other loudspeaker shows, follow at LSN Podcast on Twitter or Loudspeakers Network on Facebook and Instagram. 